This is the WMAY SIU Business Spotlight. I'm Greg Bishop, and we're talking with Dr. Wyas Wasi. He is with the SIU Center for Family Medicine. Doctor, thanks for taking time with us today. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Something that's very near and dear to my heart. I don't get enough of it, and I need more of it. I know each and every night I lay my head down, and I look at when I have to get up, and well, uh, I think to myself, am I going to have sleeping problems? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you know that you do have sleeping problems? So you know that you have sleeping problems if one, you have difficulty initiating sleep. If it takes more than 30 minutes for you to fall asleep and you find it difficult, you you find yourself worrying about sleep, uh, then that's when you know that you have a sleeping problem. Or if you do fall asleep, you keep waking up uh, multiple times throughout the night, then you know that you have a sleeping problem. So by definition, insomnia is when you have an adequate environment to fall asleep and stay asleep, uh, you have an adequate environment to sleep in, you know, like you have a comfortable place, you have adequate time. But on top of that, you still have at least a difficulty initiating sleep or falling asleep for at least three times in a week for more than three months is when you know that you have insomnia. That's when you have a sleeping problem. And that's when you should seek some help. So what are some of the um, things that people can do on their own to possibly address uh, insomnia if they feel that they have it? Most of the people that have insomnia have what we call a poor sleep hygiene. This may include, you know, consuming caffeine or caffeinated beverages after 3 p.m., such as sodas. It's very interesting. In my practice, I see that a lot of people drink Mountain Dews and Dr. Pepper and Coke with their supper. Now, caffeine stays in the body for six to eight hours. And if it stays in the body for that long, then it's going to affect, you know, your your ability to fall asleep and stay asleep throughout the night. A lot of people consume uh, fatty food or acidic food in the evenings. That's going to cause some heartburn. And if you already have heartburn, and then, then it's going to aggravate it. And then people are going to find it difficult to fall asleep or they wake up in the middle of the night because of that heartburn. You know, taking daytime naps, if you if you have this habit where you come from work or school and you, and you nap, then it's going to mess with your sleep cycle and then you're ha- going to have a difficulty falling asleep in the, in the evenings. Uh, or if you spend too much time in bed, you know, we watch TV in bed, we play on our phones in bed, we kind of stimulate our mind. Uh, while staying in bed. So that's going to also hamper our ability to fall asleep. Uh, then we don't have a set routine sometimes, or uh, uh, we we stay on our blue light devices like the, you know, the tablets, the phones, the TVs, and all that hampers the release of melatonin. So people have to improve their sleep hygiene. You know, as a rule, we should not consume caffeine after 3 p.m. Uh, like, because I said, it stays in the body for six to eight hours. So if you, if you go to bed around nine to 10, then it's better not to consume it after 3 p.m. Uh, no blue light devices at, at least an hour or two before bedtime. Some relaxing routine to kind of, you know, wind down and take that mental stress off of you. You're running, you're on the go throughout the day and then you're not going to you know, fall asleep like that if you lay in bed. So you kind of have to wind down, have a relaxing routine every night. No fatty food or you know acidic food or, or at night. It helps if you exercise in the in the early evenings because one, it kind of releases those happy hormones that make you you know reduce stress in the body. It tires you out a little bit and it also helps adjust the body temperature. Our body is the coolest before we sleep. So if you go work out in the early evenings, our body's kind of uh, an higher temperature and when you come home and relax and it kind of cools down and makes it easier for you for you to fall asleep so sleep hygiene is very important and that's one of the main reasons why people can't fall asleep or stay asleep now other than that they can have uh, sleep disorders like sleep breathing disorders the most common one of that is sleep apnea 
Um, so if you have that, you stop breathing or you struggle breathing multiple times throughout the night and then you wake up or you constantly wake up multiple times. So you got to get that addressed. If you have restless leg, you know, you find it difficult to relax when you're laying down in bed and you're, you're constantly moving your legs and you need to talk to your doctor about that. So apart from sleep hygiene, there are some sleep disorders. The most common ones, like I explained, are these. And then that's when you have to go and speak with a doctor because this needs to be addressed if you need a good sound sleep. Dr. Wyas Wasi joins us with the SIU Center for Family Medicine. We're talking about sleep health. And uh, I like the term you have there, sleep hygiene. Mm-hmm. Uh, really kind of helps people better understand that it's something that they have to really focus on uh, as we're more heightened aware about hygiene and uh, how it can also impact uh, just, you know, our, our habits and our, uh, our our rituals before we go to bed. What about some of those, those I guess, uh, those myths out there about like a, a, a nightcap, right? Um, or or a, a warm glass of milk or something to that effect. Are those things, uh, you know, to be avoided? It, it depends. Like if, if it hampers your sleep now, the warm glass, I've heard some people say it helps them relax. Some people, you know, they don't. So as a rule of thumb, I would suggest nothing, nothing in your belly at least an hour or two before bedtime. Uh, but some people say it helps them. It's probably a stimulus that they have built over time where, you know, you do a certain thing and it kind of uh, readies you to go to bed for. Uh, but if, if something you see is kind of hampering your ability to fall asleep, I think it's better not to do that. But then again, every everybody's body has a different, whole different uh, ability or, you know, everyone has a whole different routine. And when you take a sleep history, everybody has a different problem that exists that causes them to hamper sleep. So it's a more individualized approach rather than, you know, one treatment fits all. What about um, those who uh, can't get to sleep? Uh, they may have insomnia. What are some of the negative health effects from that lack of sleep? So sleep deprivation plays a big role in health. Uh, when you're not able to fall asleep, you know, it hampers your daytime ability to function. Uh, so you may have inability to concentrate. You may be prone to accidents. Uh, and these may affect your career, your personal life, because you'll be, you may be irritable. You may end up you know, hurting yourself physically if you end up in accidents. It also causes weight gain as a result of insulin resistance. Your body is not able to utilize insulin properly. So that leads to uh, gaining weight and then it can make you prone to becoming diabetic. If you have sleep apnea and that's the reason why you're not able to fall asleep, like I said, it's a breathing problem. You're not getting enough oxygen and that's going to lead to heart issues. People can end up having atrial fibrillation, which is an irregular heartbeat. It can lead to heart failures. It can lead to strokes, heart attacks. If you have depression, anxiety, it makes it worse. If you have pain, it makes it worse. If you have diabetes, it makes it worse. So it's like your body needs to restore throughout the night. It's it's a time when your body is releasing the toxins. It's it's a, a recharging itself. And if you're not doing that properly or not giving it an ability to do it properly, then it's going to obviously carry on the next day and affect affect your overall health. Dr. Wyas Wasi with the SIU Center for Family Medicine here on WMAY's SIU Business Spotlights. I'm Greg Bishop and doctor. Uh, finally here, if people... Uh, have uh, insomnia or if they they want to find out if they have insomnia, what kind of help can uh, SIU provide? In our clinic, uh, I have set up a protocol where everyone that comes in gets a questionnaire where they can uh, score themselves. And we have two scales. One scale tells them if they have a sleep breathing disorder like sleep apnea. And another scale tells them if they have any daytime impairments uh, where they're sleepy more toward the day. Uh, So that can indicate that they have a sleeping issue. Now, if they have not filled one of those, but if they do experience difficulty falling asleep, if they feel like they wake up multiple times throughout the day, if they feel that they wake up and they're not feeling restored, they feel like they're still run down, I think 
think it's good that they talk to the doctor about it and get it started. Now they can call uh, Sayyaf Center of Family Medicine if they're already established with us and request to be seen in the sleep clinic and we'll get them in. If not, they can talk with the primary care doctors and request for a consult. Well, again, uh, sleep is so vitally important uh, and getting that eight hours solid sleep can really rejuvenate people. So uh, I would encourage people to definitely monitor their sleep and uh, heed that advice about making sure you have proper sleep hygiene. Really, uh, really think that term uh, sells the importance of it. Uh, Dr. Wyas Wasi with the SIU Center for Family Medicine. Thank you so much for taking time here on the WMAY SIU Business Spotlight. Thank you so much.